Hey everyone and welcome to the Thrive Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Millwood. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things mental health from a holistic perspective. My guests and me will share our wealth of knowledge from vast experiences to provide you all you need to thrive in a world where most only survive. Don't forget to leave a five-star review or share the episodes, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, so a little bit of a different thing today with the podcast. I had recorded something yesterday, and to be honest, um, felt a little bit low energy. I had had a awesome coaching call with my coach Kim, who obviously you've heard previously on the podcast. Um, but man, it was a big session. It was a one that really uncovered quite a few things for me that in a really good way knocked me sideways. But nonetheless, I thought that I've got a bit more energy today. I'm feeling a little bit more alive. I can provide a little bit more energy for this podcast. So here I am bringing it, uh, yeah, in this format. So apologies for the difference in the audio quality to what's usual, but it's all good. We make do and we make it work. Now, the podcast today is something that I started thinking about and wrote about, and I've had quite a few people actually be uh, really interested in it. So rather than sort of sending out a bunch of different messages to people about how to do it, I thought I would record this podcast and explain the concept of the pyramid of self. Now, I'm using this as a wrap up for 2020 as a realignment and kind of a consideration as to what I want to bring into 2021. And it's here that I'm going to explain how I'm going about this process. And if you're going to join with me, what I would really recommend you do over the next, whatever it is, sort of two weeks or so till the end of the year. So to begin with, what we are going to be doing, what I have been doing is journaling every day for five minutes. Now, when I'm in a good space and I've got a good routine going, uh, you know, very young children doesn't really (laughs) help that. But when I'm in a good spot uh, with my routine and all that side of life, I journal every day anyway. However, what I want you to do, what I'm doing, is journal with the conscious consideration to be discussing within your journaling and with what comes through for you, how this year's been for you. What was good? What was bad? If you could change something, how would you change it? Think about, and just be completely honest with yourself. At the end of the day, these pages on your journal don't need to be for anybody else. They are completely private. So, If you've been thinking in your head, you know what, I probably indulge too much in A, B, C, or D. Whatever the vice is that this year has been your coping mechanism, you know, just acknowledging it. It's it's all good. I've got mine. Uh, As you'll no doubt probably see if I end up sharing my pyramid. Um, But there's things where especially this year because of COVID, because of the challenges that we've faced. This is an unnatural situation we find ourselves in. And so as a result, we're experiencing unnatural amounts of pressure compared to what has been our normal day-to-day life. So just writing about what 
what came up for you because of that? What uh, has really pushed you this year, be it maybe family, friends, work colleagues? Is there maybe a pattern that's shown up this year that really has called you to work through and work with? And then as well, and again, this is where we always want to just allow whatever comes up to come up. If you're not at the time on whatever day it is over the next couple of weeks, feeling like writing about the challenging sides of things, write about what was really good. Write about the places where you really kicked butt and you succeeded this year. And with that, think about now and start to just imagine in your mind what the best case scenario for next year looks like. If you could imagine yourself, this is using the concept of my synaptic palette activation. If you could put yourself in this position a year from now, looking back on your year and seeing all the amazing things that you've done, what would they be? How would they look? Go through that and really start to feel out what is it that you're being called to bring forth for next year? So for me, I'm really feeling a lot of creative spark and creative energy that's kind of laid relatively dormant uh, this year. But to be honest, for probably the last decade, I have you know not been writing as much music, if any at all, as I used to. And I'm just feeling really called to jump into that. So for me, something that's really coming through with what I've been writing lately is that there's a need for that creative juice to really get flowing again inside me because I've just put a cap on it for for a while now. So think about those things. Think about maybe where you want to take business ventures, different uh, ideas or concepts that you've been wanting to look at, maybe study Uh, and really hone, you know, for yourself, be it a professional or a personal project. And so we're going to be doing this over the next two weeks. And then what's going to happen is December 30th, December 31st, January 1st, somewhere in this time, we're going to allow ourselves, it might take about an hour or so, And you're going to read back through all of what you've journaled. Aside from the fact that just actually writing everything out, you're going to have so much more clarity in your own mind about it all. Rereading it all is really going to give you the ability to see where you're at and the story that your intuition and your ego are dancing together to portray as where you are, where you've been and where you're going. And once you've read it all, we're going to collate all of that into a thing that I call the Pyramid of Self. Now, complete caveat, this pyramid is a extension of, and, you know, and a very small extension I'll, I'll put to that. The 80% of what this is was constructed by Eric Godsey. I'm going to have a link to him in the show notes. He deserves all credit here. Um, for the founding of this, I just personally this year felt called to add the shadow side of the pyramid, um, which I'll discuss in a minute. And that's kind of my little adjunct to the 
to the process that he already has. So, thank you, Eric, for the amazing goal pyramid that you created a couple of years ago and I've been doing for the last few years. And now it's time to explain what the hell this pyramid of self is and how it's actually going to look. So, I have posted the image of the pyramid of self. If you would like an actual uh, PDF of it, please just feel free to send me a message and I can shoot that through to you in a higher quality format if it's easy for you to read, that sort of a thing. And this may actually be a good thing to have beside you as you're doing your journaling as well, just to help prompt and just to help you notice things and help kind of create a bit of momentum in your brain to write on the different parts of what is going to create this pyramid. So I want you to imagine a pyramid that is obviously just like a triangle and it has four levels. Then it's also got a shadow that is cast from it and that triangle that results from it also has four levels. What the, we'll start from the goal pyramid first and then we'll work into the shadow. In the goal pyramid in the top half, the first row, we want to have our daily habits. So this is where things that maybe have come up in your journaling around things that you've done that you've been really happy with that you've done. For me, I don't think I've ever been as conscious about my exercise regimes as I have this year. I can definitely, definitely improve on it, but Nonetheless, it's something that I really want to continue, and so that takes up a piece of that. Things like hydration, like getting enough sleep. It might be a spiritual practice that you have, or journaling, or breath work. It could be coloring, drawing, doing a creative thing, practicing guitar for five minutes a day, practicing a language that you're planning on learning every day. Just in this space, not creating a hundred things, but just a small list of three to five things that you would like to commit to as best you can doing every day for 2021. Now, again, as I say always, if you miss a day, it's all good. These things are anchors that will get lost from, that will miss a day, will lose a winning streak that we've had with it. And it's just about jumping back on the horse as soon as you can to carry on the beneficial things that we get from doing said activities. So that's that part of the triangle. We're then going to step up to the next level. And what we have here is uh, personal projects. Now, personal projects are things that you're not doing that are a part of your vocation, that are a part of your profession and uh, things that you want to do. So it can get a little bit blurry here for people who are entrepreneurs, for people who do the whole side hustle and that that world of things. But let's keep it, and the way that I like to make it is that the professional ones, which we're going to go into next, are things that are going to create income through the process of serving other people and per, uh, personal, sorry, uh, ones that are going to come up because they are things that purely you're doing for the enjoyment of doing them and doing them because you want to get something out of them. It's a very selfish pursuit, but one that is good. You know, For me, 
the personal projects are my creativity. I want to write some meditation music and create some meditation soundtracks. I want to learn uh, to work with doing a bit of artwork, partially calligraphy. Uh, I've been really influenced by a certain guy called Defer this year who I've been really loving his style of calligraphy that he creates amazing artwork out of and wanted to learn how to do that. So that's something I'm looking at doing next year. And I'm also looking at uh, creating some artwork, really basic stuff for me that uh, doesn't have a high technique level, by no means discounting the people I'm influenced by with that. But it's something that I know is approachable for me that I could sit down and create something and have a bit of fun with without there being a whole lot of pressure on myself with it. So I want to create those things and they're going to be purely for me, me for me doing that sort of stuff. The level above that, as I was saying before, is your professional projects. Now, this could be an assignment that you want to work on. It could be a process you want to hone within your business or within your profession. But I think doing this is really important for a number of reasons. Now, one of which I personally got stuck when, you know, with the electrical side of my life and becoming being a tradesman was that I felt like I'd gotten qualified and that was it. And I'd just go to work, clock in and clock out and just give as little a shit as possible about it. What this results in is the container of work being a really depressive space because there's no movement, there's no energy there and there's nothing about it that can provide positivity for you. So it's very easy to fall into the trap of being negative. So create some or some personal projects that you're going to work on for your profession that'll be... It could just be something as simple as learning to effectively use your tools in a better way or it could be you're going to work on I don't know um, being more efficient with the materials that you use that's a really boring um, one but if it works for you if it's something that resonates then go for it if a a professional project may be that if you're an entrepreneur, if you work in a space where you have to actually market and sell yourself, it could be learning new techniques and learning from people who are masters at sales on what to do. It could be learning from a different mentor within your field about their angle and their field of expertise in what it is that you do. So that's that. And then the fourth rung is where... As you kind of have gone through all your journaling, you'll probably have found that there's an overarching theme or idea that you're being pulled towards. There's an overarching principle of your highest self that is, if you know, if your higher self could be summed up in a phrase, in a mantra, that it would be there. It's it can be something as cliche and you know, artwork on most families walls these days of live every day like it's your last or live life to the fullest greet each day with a smile any of these things albeit cheesy will be a constant reminder for you and will slowly seep into your subconscious to where it is something that you innately do and you innately become so find a 
mantra, a phrase, a quote that really resonates with you and that's what's going to go in this space here. Or it may even, to be honest, be an image. It may be a just a love heart. It may be a particular color love heart. It may be an eye, like an all-seeing eye. I know for Eric Godsey, he likes to use the idea of that piece at the top of the pyramid being for him one year from now, watching him do everything that needs to be done to create him a year from now, if that makes sense. And that is the first half of the pyramid. So what comes up next is we're going to flip it and we're going to create the shadow side. Now, this one I could honestly create a full <laughs> online course, um, you know, to do over six weeks on because there is so much here to really dive into. But to give you the footnotes and to still give you something to work with that I know will be really beneficial for you. The bottom rung of this pyramid is the seven deadly sins, or what I've used as kind of um, an influence for this is the seven deadly sins. So we have pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Now, when you look at these things, when you kind of extract them out of the seven deadly sins and being as icky as they kind of are within the context that they're sometimes used, they, they can kind of look like these certain things. So when you're looking back through your journaling, try and look for these things and ask yourself these questions. I'm going to go through each one of them now and see how you go. First one is attachment or pride. So pride comes from a space, I believe, of attachment. The question that I used here is, what do I want to release attachment to? So is there something in this year that I've been really attached to that I've really tried to control? What do I want to release attachment to? The next, from greed, I think shows up as the mentality of lack. And it is, what do I fear I'll lose? What is there this year that I've felt like I would lose and as a result, I've been really greedy and holding on to it and not letting it go. The next is lust. Now, this has very obvious implications, but to me, it's more the idea of being having a compulsion where you just can't stop yourself from doing something. So, what did you um, lust irrationally for? Or what were you reaching for just in a completely irrational space this year? Next is envy. This comes up as comparison. And the question is, who do I need to stop comparing myself with? This is probably one of the most profound ones for me and one of my biggest lessons from this year. Uh, I have had a real pattern of comparison and paralysis by analysis of what other people are doing and so on. And this is one that I'm really going to be taking with me into next year, just focusing on keeping my eyes on what I'm doing, just doing me and doing more of that. The next is gluttony. So this is where things such as doing something in excess or binging uh, can come up. It could be Netflix, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, whatever it may be. And the question is, what habits did I or do I overindulge in? 
what are the habits that maybe I've kind of built up that aren't necessarily beneficial for me or I've done to the point of diminishing returns. Next, we have wrath. This is where your triggers are. So we're trying to search and trying to make a note of what a particular trigger was for you this year that you want to work on, that you want to create more awareness around, that you want to create a gap between the action and your reaction. So this year for me has been enormous for that as a parent. I, and I'm sure many other parents can relate to this, I'm sure anybody who's spent more time at home with their partners than they ever have in their relationships will contest to, we've been left in a container where there isn't space and there isn't a way to let some of that pressure out. And as a result, triggers have been very easy to push. So the question is, what's my biggest trigger? Or if it's been a year where you've really, you know, unpacked a lot of things, it can be, what are my biggest triggers? The final one is sloth. What is a poor habit I want to stop? So sloth is, to me, the bad lifestyle habits that have come from a space of low energy, that have come from a space of, uh, I don't want to do it, I don't care about it. And finding those habits that you've lost, where you have done something in spite of something else. So it might be that you've sat and watched TV instead of working out once a day or going for a walk. It might be that you spent more time playing video games than you did going outside and kicking a soccer ball. Anything like this we can place in this space. And so we're going to create, as a result of all of this, seven little concepts that we have that we're going to have an awareness around that we're not going to beat the shit out of ourselves over if we fall back into next year, but that we're just aware that these are the things that we're looking to work on, that these are a part of what we want to grow out of because they no longer serve us. What will help this is the next two rungs of the pyramids. So these next two rungs are limiting beliefs and victim mentality. I picked these two because I think that they cover the most space. It's kind of that 80-20 uh, rule or that 80-20 principle that these two things cover 80% of what will come up for you. So limiting beliefs are things that generally come from our childhood. It's great to look at all of these things from the perspective of your inner child maybe something that you've had with your parents, it may be something you got from a school teacher or from just an experience during your development. And it can be anything from, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, They're, that I, I'm not deserving of love, that I don't fit in. So many of these things get just from, you know, it can be from a single thing that happened to you as a child can shape who you are and shape the container that you place yourself in. And so creating an awareness around those things, number one, but also then as a result, knowing that when they come up, that you're safe to push yourself through those things. This is where we're going to take it. Okay. That's where the limiting beliefs come up. So think about that. Think about, are there things that have come up this year for me that maybe are very similar to, they're like the sequel 
to a situation I had as a child? What is the underlying belief that sits within this? The next rung is the victim mentality. Now, this can also be phrased as a concept that no longer serves you. And what you want to do here is really see where you've fallen into a pity party. Now, life has been challenging this year. So, to caveat here, yes, there are things that we are okay to be mourning, that it's okay to find challenging. But what we don't want to do is allow ourselves, like we were talking about with the, you know, the seven deadly sins, the idea of gluttony. Um, we don't want to get gluttonous on being the victim. Get into a space where we just like to, as much as we can, blame other people and disempower ourselves. So this victim mentality is something where you've given your power away to someone else, where you've let somebody else have control of an aspect of your life that you want to take back in 2021. So think about that concept. Think about what is there in 2021 that has been an aspect of my life where I've been a victim, where I've allowed somebody else to have control over the way that I think, feel, act, and as a result, create the results of my life with. Finally, we have the peak or the trough, we should say, of the shadow pyramid. And this is your nightmare. Now, Jordan Peterson is really big on this, where for some people it's very challenging to imagine the dream life. Imagine exactly what it is that you want. You may not know what it is that you want, what your best case scenario is, but what you can know and what you can find, and it's because we're kind of programmed to do this, is figure out your nightmare. What would your worst case scenario be? What is it that if you thought about makes you just have a gut-wrenching knot in your stomach and so on. It could be, you know, as I have basically lived through my breakdown, the idea of losing my family, of losing everything that I've ever, you know, created in in my life, be it friendships, loving connection with family, uh, you know, beautiful homes and so on. Think about that nightmare And try to sum it up in something very small. And what it's going to do is it's going to be there, not as the key motivator, because as a key fuel, it's definitely a dirty fuel to be uh, using to take action. However, it is a great spark. So in the same way that we use a spark to start the, the fire in the oven as a bit of flint, uh, so too can the nightmare be the thing that kind of gets that first cog turning that as a result allows all the positive things that we've created in the other pyramid to take over. And that sums it up. So please feel free to go back, listen to this a couple of times if you need to, to really take it all in. Like I said, I've explained these things in a worksheet that I can send to you if you'd like. Just send me an email at tom.millwood at gmail.com or get in contact with me on any of the socials at t.ommillwood or you can just get me on Facebook, Tom Millwood. So, with that guys, 
please enjoy this process. It is not meant to be there to beat yourself up. It's there to create a joyful experience for you and to give you an understanding um, and a real alignment for next year. It'll help you wrap up the year in a way where you can look back on it, see the positive things that you've done, see what good has come out of this year and know when somebody asks you, oh, so what, what have you got planned for next year? You can say, this is what I've got planned. This is what I'm stepping up to and what I'm being called to become in 2021. So stay cool, guys. It's getting hot out here in Melbourne. Keep thriving. I really appreciate everything you guys have done in listening to these podcasts over the last couple of months with me launching this. Uh, By no means am I stopping. I will be coming back with a fresh podcast next week and the week after. We're going to keep rolling all the way through the holidays. And yeah, if you want to get in contact with me on the socials, if you want to work with me, if you want some help with this stuff, feel free to give me a yell and we can dive in. Until then, guys, I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.